0: This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Hello, my name is Trey Johnson. We want to welcome you to Being Your Best with Trey Johnson. If you're just tuning in today, we want to encourage you to get your Bible, your notepad, your iPad, whatever it is that you feel comfortable getting into and taking notes on because it's the Word of God that changes our life forever. You know, years ago, just in my heart, the Lord says, Trey, true success is a person being in the process of knowing Him and being the best us that we can be. And that's what we want to do on these shows is we want to take steps closer to knowing God and being the best us we can be. If you tuned in the past couple of weeks, and if you haven't, I want to encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, look up Heather's testimony. We've been talking about that, and we would kind of break off and do some teaching and stuff, and it's very powerful. And I felt like we were supposed to interject this teaching in here to kind of explain some things and really what happens whenever you and I come into the family of God, because this is life-changing information. So get your Bible open. Let's expect to hear the voice of God, and let's get right into it. So if you would turn with me to John chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, very familiar scripture. And it says, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, when we read God's word, we've got to ask, is this me? Am I a person who believes in Jesus? So if it is, it says in him... We believe in Him. We should not perish. Now, the word perish in the Greek, it means to be completely destroyed. It means to lose. It means to die. Now, throughout the Bible, there are different words for the word death. There is spiritual death, which means separation from God. There's physical death where the spirit leaves the body and then there's eternal death it's after the the great white throne of judgment the people whose names are not written in the lamb's book of life they're cast into the lake of fire because they didn't accept jesus god doesn't do that to a person it's a person's choice what they do with jesus that determines whether they go to heaven or hell so death right here he says whoever believes in him they shall not perish but have everlasting life God doesn't want any person to perish. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says, "...the Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish." So God doesn't want you and I to perish. He doesn't want you and I to die and go to hell. He doesn't want you and I to stay separated from Him. He wants us to know Him. You know God desires a relationship with you, and it says when we believe in Jesus that we receive eternal life, think about that. A lot of times, most of the time, people think of eternal life as just something that just goes on forever. And it is that, but that's not all there is to this word life. This word life here is the Greek word zoe, Z-O-E, and it means eternal life. It means the nature of God. It means the life of God in quantity, which is forever. But it also means the life of God in quality in the here and now. So when you believe in Jesus, you receive eternal life. Now, Satan doesn't want you to receive Jesus. He doesn't want you to come into the family of God. He doesn't want you to fulfill your purpose. He wants you to perish. Now, if he can't stop a person from calling upon the name of Jesus, if he can't stop a person from coming uh, to the saving knowledge of Jesus, then... He wants you not to know any more about the Word of God. He doesn't want you to know your purpose. He doesn't want you to know your vision. He doesn't want you to know the plan of God. Listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. It says, "...whose mind the God of this age has blinded who do not believe." lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So Satan wants to blind the mind so people don't believe in the goodness of God, so they don't believe that we need God, That so that we don't believe that God is in us and for us and with us, that we don't believe in the power of the blood of Jesus. We don't believe in the name that is above every name. We don't believe that God has given us angels. We don't believe in the power of His Word. He wants to blind our minds. So today I believe that the scales are coming off of our eyes and off of our mind and off out of our ears and that we see, we hear, we believe God's Word. Whoever calls upon the name of Jesus receives eternal life, that they shall not perish. But, but perishing isn't just dying eternally. Perishing means lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Destroyed is the same word as perish. Because we don't know what is our inheritance as a child of God, we perish. Now, I want you to think what Jesus tells you now in John chapter. Um, First John, chapter 5, verses 11 through 13. This is John writing, inspired by the Spirit of God. He says, This is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And I want you to, to listen and to think about that word life differently. Eternal life, the life of God, the nature of God, the character of God, the quality of life, the quantity of life that starts here and now. It says that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son, and he who has the Son has life, and he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. He who has the Son has life life. Zoe, the God kind of life, eternal life, the quality of life, the nature of God on the inside of you. Do you have Jesus? Well, if you do, you have the life of God on the inside of you. Then it says the person who does not have Jesus does not have the God kind of life, does not have the nature of God on the inside. of you. You're made in the image and likeness of God, but without Jesus, we're separated from God. The person who has Jesus has the life of God on the inside of them. Think about what is the life of God like? John chapter 10 verse 10, Jesus tells us, "The thief does not come except to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly." Why did Jesus come? To give us a code of conduct? No why did jesus come to to start a new religion no why did jesus come to give you and i life and life more abundantly he's not talking about the breath that's just in your nostrils you have life you're watching this show right it's talking about the life of god jesus said i've come so the life of god would enter you i have come to give you the nature of god i've come to give you the life of god the quality and quantity of life and life more abundantly. Think of what the word abundant is. When you look at this in the Greek, so we're talking about the life of God is in you. If you're born again, child of God, you've called upon the name of Jesus, the life of God is in you. It's in you. The life of God is in you. Abundant life. Abundant means super abundant in quantity or superior in quality. This is what happens when you accept Jesus. The life of God comes into you It says, by implication, excess beyond measure The life of God is beyond measure. It goes on to say to have more and to have enough and to spare, to increase a surplus. God wants you to have not just enough, but when the life of God enters you, he wants you to have more than enough joy, more than enough peace, more than enough hope, more than enough courage, more than enough wisdom. See, we haven't tapped in to what this eternal life really entails. It's the life of God, the nature of God. Jesus came to reconnect us to the Father. And give us the life of God John chapter 1 verse 4 It says in him was life And the life was the light of men In him was life And this life was the light of man. This life, the life of God, it's the light of man. Light represents development. What happens when you call upon the name of Jesus? What happens when you receive this eternal life, this abundant life? You have the quality of life, the nature of God, the God kind of life on the inside of you. He says there's development that's going to take place. In him was life. And in this life is the light of men. There's a development that begins to take place on the inside of you. You want to know God. You want to rule and reign. You want to overcome. You want to be free. You want to walk in victory. You want to conquer. You want to overcome. It's it's who you are. You're made in the image and likeness of your heavenly father. And he says, in you is the life of God. And it brings development. I mean, you think of the development of God. You, You look up into the stars and you see the moon and you see the stars and they're still discovering stuff all the time and this nature comes on the inside of you and then we put God in this box and we think that okay he's not going anywhere we're saved and that's all there is no no the life of God there's development he wants us to lift our thinking lift our believing he wants us to walk with him and talk with him and you think of the brilliance of Adam that he named the animals and and he understood why God did what he did the life of God is in you and there's development that wants to come in you, through you, outside of you. The same God who created heaven and earth is in you. So He's always moving forward. He's always expanding. He's just looking for someone who is willing to come into alignment with Him and let Him express Himself in us and through us so His will is done on earth just like it is in heaven. In Him was life, and this life is the light of men. What life? Life and life more abundantly. Abundant life, more than enough life. You have more than enough life to push out the addiction, more than enough life to push out the sickness, more than enough life to push out the light more than enough life. Listen to some more definitions of this abundant life. To have more, to have enough, exceeding abundantly above, more abundantly, advantage exceedingly, very high, beyond measure, more superfluous, being more than enough. This God that is in us, this life that is in us, the life of God. I want you to think the life of God is in us. There's more than enough, whatever you're facing. Greater is He that's in you than he that's in the world. The life of God is in you. Listen to John chapter 5, verse 26. For as the Father has life in Himself. We can agree on that, right? The God kind of life. The Father has life, the life of God in Him so He has granted the Son to have life in Himself. So Jesus has the life of God. Hebrews 1.3 says that Jesus is the perfect imprint, the very exact image of Almighty God. And so God says, In me is life, and I give this life to my Son. And then He tells us when we accept Jesus, the same life that was in Jesus now is the same life that is in us. In Him was life, and the life in this life is the light Of men. Jesus came to give us life, and life more abundantly. There's more than what we're we're experiencing. It means to, to go beyond simply existing. There's more. You know, when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know there's more than just going to church. You know there's more than just knowing that you're saved. You know in here that there's more. It's the life of God. It's the real you. It's the nature of God on the inside of you. Let's keep going. Now, Before we continue to discover what this life and life more abundantly is, who are we without this life? Okay, who are we without Jesus? Romans chapter 3 verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. The word sin is is a, a word that describes archery. Like if he pulls the bow back and you release the arrow and instead of hitting the mark, it misses the mark. For all have missed the mark and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. This is who we are without Jesus. For all, all means all, means you, means me. Without Jesus, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, God wants to change the nature of of you and I. He wanted to change the nature of mankind because man was separated from God. He wanted to change that and give us his nature. Romans chapter 5, verse 12, he says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, missing the mark, and death through sin, death meaning separation from God, and thus death spread to all men because all have sinned. Okay, so sin, because Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, he missed the mark. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now, because of the sin, death passed upon all men. Separation from God went to all men. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. And he says, The wages of sin, or the payday for missing the mark, is death, separation from God. He says, But the gift of God is eternal life. So you and I... Adam sinned, separated all of us from God, but the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus said, I come to give you this life. The person who has Jesus has life. It's a gift that brings us back into relationship with Almighty God, and now the life of God is in us. In Him was life, and in that life is the light of men. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Notice this word, new creation. So so whenever we call upon the name of Jesus, we were separated from God, but now we're in relationship with God, and now we have the life of God. We become a new creation. The word new creation in the Greek means a new species of being that has never existed before. It means original formation. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, no matter how strung out you are, no matter how bad life is right now, there's somebody watching that you have been contemplating suicide. Don't you do it. When the life of God comes in you, God is knocking on your heart right now, and He wants His life to come in you, and your desire for life and life more abundant will come alive. You were an old creation. Now you're a new creation. You were an old sinner, but now you've been saved by grace. New creation to be who you're originally created to be. Remember in John chapter 3, verse 3, when Nicodemus comes to Jesus and he says, I know that you're a teacher sent from God because nobody could do what you're doing unless God was with, with him. And this is what Jesus tells him. He said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless one is born again, you... And and then he goes on, he says, how does a person get born again? Do I get back inside my mom and get born again? And Jesus says, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) He says, what's born of the flesh is flesh. What's born of the spirit is spirit. He says, but you must be born again. So remember the story of Mary, whenever the angel came to Mary and told her that she was going to give birth to the Son of God? And he said, okay, this is what's going to happen. The power of the Most High is going to overshadow you. And Mary said, be it done unto me according to your word. And whenever she came to an agreement, the Holy Spirit was overshadowed. She received the word and she conceived Jesus and gave birth to the word of God. It's the same thing that happens to you and I. The Holy Spirit comes to us, and He's dealing with our heart and everything. We receive that we need Jesus. We call upon the name of Jesus, and it gives birth. We're born again. We're born from Satan's family into God's family. We come from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And I know people don't like to think that way. Are you calling me? that, man? Without Jesus, we are going straight to hell. That's where we're going. <laughs> I don't mean to patty cake or ruffle your feathers or whatever, but I love you too much to make you think because you're a good person and your mom and dad and your grandma and grandpa had a lot of money that you're okay. you don't know Jesus you're going to hell. Simple as that. (laughs) I love you. And he says when you accept Jesus, the life of God fills you. What, what, What if I'm wrong? But what if I'm right? What if I'm right? What if I'm believing God's Word that says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. What, 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 what if the Bible is correct, that all who call upon the name of Jesus shall be saved? What if, what if God is telling the truth, that when you call upon the name of Jesus, you come from darkness into light, you become a new creation, a new species of being? You're born again. You were separated. Now because of Jesus, you have an opportunity to come back into relationship with God, and the life of God fills you. In Him was life, and in that life is the light of men, the development. God wants His plan to come to pass in your life. He wants to do work in you and through you to change the world around you. Colossians chapter 1, verses 12-13, through 13, it says, "...giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. And He has, deli- he has already delivered us from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son of His love." He's already brought us in. If we call upon the name of Jesus, it says we're translated, we come into, we're born again. This life comes on the inside of us. Now, now here's the thing, okay? Now let this life dominate you. How, How do you let the life of God dominate you? Because when we have an encounter with God and we call upon the name of Jesus and we learn to say yes to what happened on the inside of us, our desires begin to change. See, when I accepted the Lord, I was 20 years old, in a bad environment, drugs, alcohol, that type of stuff, my desire began to change. I'm talking to you about the life of God. I'm not talking to you about making sure your name is on a church (laughs) roll. I'm talking to you when the life of God comes into you, your desires begin to change. The cussing wants to stop. The dipping wants to stop. The stealing wants to stop. The whoring around wants to stop. The drug addict wants to stop. When you listen to the real you, the real you wants to be everything you're called and created to be. Let the life of God dominate you. Begin to say yes to God's Word. Begin to say yes to the Holy Spirit. Begin to say yes to His leading you. If you'll listen to the desire, you let it dominate you, things will begin to change. If any person is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. And this new life that comes in you is greater than any addiction. It's greater than pornography. It's greater uh, than anything that is perverted and twisted. God is greater than anything Satan has to offer your life. If any person is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. The life of God is in you. Let it dominate you. Now, Listen to third John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. See, when we get born again, it happens instantly. The life of God comes into us. We're a new creature in Christ Jesus. But then we have to develop our soul. Our soul is our mind, will, and emotion. So we are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in a physical body. So let's just say that our physical body is addicted to this and addicted to that. And, 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 and when you put pressure on our mind, our will, our emotions, our emotions, maybe you have a bad temper or maybe just cuss words come out of your mouth. And if you've been separated from God, that's just natural to you. But your spirit man comes alive. And now you become the temple of God. I want you to picture this. In the Old Testament, in the Holy of Holies, the presence of God was in the Holy of Holies. But when Jesus said, it is finished, and He took His blood into the presence of the Father for you and I, it says that the angel ripped the veil from top to bottom. You had a 40-foot veil, 20-foot high, four inches thick, and an angel ripped it from top to bottom. And now the presence of God went from the Holy of Holies into those who believe on Jesus. So now you're the temple of God. Now the life of God is in you. You don't have to go somewhere for the presence of God. The presence of God is with you right now, and He wants to be in you right now. But then we are spirit. Now I have to develop my soul, renewing my mind, beginning to think differently and believe different, and and I surrender my will. A lot of times people want to have Jesus as their Savior because they don't want to go to hell. I don't blame them. I don't want to go to hell either. But he's not their Lord. Lord means that I'm going to give him a right to speak into my life. When Jesus is my Lord, I'm saying I'm putting the Word first place in my life. I'm I'm basing my life upon God's Word. I'm giving him a right to speak into my life about the way I think, about the way I live, about what I drink, what I put in my body, who I hang out with, about my finances, about my purpose, about my destiny. Lord means I'm giving him a right to lead and direct and guide me. How do I do that? By putting the Word first, and I say yes to the Word. I agree with the Word. I agree that Jesus came to give me life and life more abundantly. Agree with God's Word more than you do religion. Agree with God's Word more than you do Aunt Boo Boo and Uncle Ding Dong. Agree with God's Word more than what the the latest fad is. What does God's Word say? Agree with God. So I begin to renew my mind, begin to, to prosper, I begin to yield to the life of God in me. And I change the way that I think by connecting my mind with what the scriptures say. And I find the promises on forgiveness and, and righteousness and redemption and victory and overcoming. And and now I begin to believe different. And now I begin to talk different. And now I begin to to live different. Instead of my physical nature dominating me now, I let my spirit man dominate me, but it comes through my soul. And as my soul gets bigger in alignment with my spirit man, now my spirit and soul lead my life instead of my physical body paul says don't be conformed to the world but be transformed. so the world is out here the way you know social media the news the way everybody apart from god thinks he says don't be conformed don't be molded into the way they think and believe and talk about gender and marriage and finances and everything else he says don't don't be conformed but be transformed take your mind back in agreement with god's word to begin to think the way you were originally designed to think letting the life of god dominate you comes to pass when I start getting my soul in alignment with my spirit because my spirit is saying, yes, I want free. My spirit man, the life of God in me, is saying, I want to be free from addiction. I, I want to, to live at a different level. I want to come up. I want to be blessed. I want to be victorious. But I've got to get my soul in alignment with my spirit man for my spirit and soul to dominate and change the way I'm physically living. In him was life. And in that life is the light of man. In that life, if I yield to what the Holy Spirit is saying and doing in me, development begins to take place in my life. Think about what, what, is, what is said here in 2 Corinthians five seventeen. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. He's talking about the way He created Adam in the the Garden of Eden and He put him in the Garden of Eden and He he formed him and He breathed the breath of life into the nostrils of Adam. It's the same life that fills you and I. That word breath is the word spirit, the spirit of God, the life of God, the nature of God, the character of God. When you call upon the name of Jesus, the life of God fills you. And He says, now you're a new creation. Now let that life dominate you. Romans chapter 5. And, and I'm skipping through some of this because I want to read this. This is very powerful. Romans five seventeen in the Amplified. Now we're talking about letting this life dominate you, letting it dominate us to the point where we learn to rule and reign in this life through one man, Christ Jesus it says, For because of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, death, reign, death meaning separation from God, it reigned because of what Adam did, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Remember in Matthew chapter 19, verse 6, when the, uh, the rich young ruler comes to Jesus, he says, What is it that I need to do to be saved? Now, this is a young man that had come from the family of Abraham. His lineage was from that family of Abraham, and he had everything in the natural that a person could want, but he still had a longing. He still had a craving for the life of God. What was he looking for? He was looking for relationship with God, just like you and I were looking for that relationship. There's a longing to, to to have dominion. There's a longing to have a relationship with God. There's a longing to rule and reign. There's a longing for victory. There's a longing to be everything we're called and created to be. We're searching for the same thing. What must I do to receive eternal life? And Jesus says, receive me. Jesus says, accept me. Those who receive Abundance of grace, grace being God's extension towards you. And I receive the abundance of grace. Yeah, we're separated from God, but God is extending towards you. And he says, receive it. My grace is sufficient. And he says, when a person receives God's grace, his supernatural ability on our life to walk in relationship with him eventually. And we understand that we are righteous. Righteous means in right standing with God. It means being in the presence of God without a sense of guilt or fear or condemnation or doubt we know we're right with god not because of what we've done but because of what jesus did second corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 he who knew no sin was made sin so that you and i might be made the righteousness of god in christ jesus so when we realize god is extending his hands towards us we receive we're saved by grace through faith we reach up through faith and we accept jesus we come into relationship with god and we're made right it says, then we begin to rule and reign. See, when you realize you're right, simply because of the blood of Jesus and what Jesus did, you think different, you believe different, you begin to talk different, you rule and reign. I mean, you think of what? how does a king rule and reign? He does it with his words. So, so what are we talking about today? You and I, apart from God, because of sin, we're separated from God. God wants to change our nature. He gave us Jesus. When we accept Jesus, we come back into relationship with Almighty God to be who we're originally created to be. And the life of God enters us God kind of life, everlasting life, eternal life. It's more than just going to heaven, it starts the moment you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Have you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? At some point in time in your life, have you called upon the name of Jesus? Are you certain that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life? Are you certain that if you were to stand before God, that you're going to spend eternity with God because you have accepted Jesus? If you've accepted Him, that life is in you. If you've not accepted Him, that life is not in you. But God wants His life to be in you. He wants His nature to be in you. He wants you to be in His family. So would you pray this very simple prayer with me right where you're at? If you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, you want to come from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, you're you're done playing, thinking, I can figure it out on my own and I'm going to work it all out and I'm a good person. No, no, settle where you're going to spend eternity by asking Jesus to come into your heart by praying this prayer with me. Would you just pray, Father God, Today is the day that I make the decision to believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead to give me life. And right now, I accept that life. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and according to your Word, I know I'm cleansed i know i'm forgiven and i know i will spend eternity with almighty god now if you pray that simple prayer we want you to write us we want you to contact us get a hold of us we want to be a part of your journey we want to add value to your life we got youtube channels we got teachings we've got daily devotionals we write we got magazines we got books we got all kinds of things to add value to your life Hey, this is Trey Johnson. It's been an honor to spend the last few minutes with you, and I look forward to spending more time with you next week. Tell somebody, join us, click on, uh, go to the YouTube channel, push the little bell, the ding thing, You know, subscribe for it. God bless you guys. I look forward to seeing you next week.